Welcome to the inaugural broadcast of Phase 1 Fitness. Hi, I'm Jerry Bacall and I'll be your host and guide as we explore and discuss fitness and weight training in this hopefully soon-to-be post-pandemic world. A little bit about me. I've been training for the better part of 40 years. I've experienced old school, new school, and the overlapping of the two, which may be more prevalent than you think. I would like to reintroduce you to logic and common sense in the world of iron and sweat. Those two concepts, logic and common sense, have seemingly lost their way in this new world of fitness. We're going to be starting by focusing on you beginners out there, and I think you'll find that even you intermediates and advanced will do yourself a favor by sitting in and getting a refresher lesson in the foundation of what you spend so much of your time doing. The topics of discussion will include, but not be limited to, the basic theory of fitness and how it fits in today's world, goal setting to include cardio conditioning, weight loss, weight gain, muscle toning, muscle conditioning, and finally muscle gain. We'll discuss the basics of how each are accomplished and then the specific dynamics of each. Then we'll tackle the difficult subject of dieting and the demons within. And you did hear me correctly when I said the demons within. Or more importantly, the demons you think are within. Moving on, we'll discuss the difference between exercising hard and exercising smart and then combining the two for optimal results. We'll round out the first series with setting yourself up for success and what success should mean to you. So let's get after it, shall we? The first item on the agenda is the basic theory of fitness and how it fits into today's world. The dictionary defines fitness as the capability of the body of distributing inhaled oxygen to muscle tissue during increased physical effort. This definition basically implies what we call fitness in today's world. We consider such activities as tennis and running and swimming and all other recreational sports as fitness when in fact anything that gets the body moving and raises the heart rate and breathing is considered fitness. But for our purposes, we're going to limit our discussion to just cardio and resistance training. You need to keep one thing in mind, and that's all of our discussions are going to be based on logic and common sense. Whereas, I'd like to be able to tell you that this is rocket science and I'm a genius. That's just simply not the case. Throughout our discussions, you will see that the concepts of fitness are basic and simple to understand and can get complicated, but only if you want them to. It's somewhat like driving a car. You don't have to know how an internal combustion engine works to be able to drive. But if somewhere along the line you become interested in how the engine works, then you should take the time to learn all about it. The same is true with fitness. You don't have to know about nerve synapses and the sodium-potassium pump and how creatine works to make remarkable gains in your fitness regimen. But if somewhere along the line those things become of interest, then by all means take the time to learn and I'll be here to fill in the gaps. Now, I'd like to take another brief moment to discuss another basic aspect of fitness, and that's the mind in a serious fitness routine. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the time you spend in the gym is 80% mental. This is an estimate for serious fitness participants only. Not you out there who use the gym as just another place to bring your phone and keep your face stuck in it. I know the truth hurts, and I know you know who you are. So, why would I say 80% mental in such a physical environment? 
Well, let me use football as an example, as it's a very physically demanding sport. A typical play lasts about six to eight seconds, and then it's over. In between plays is a 40-second timer to get the next play executed. During that time, you have an offensive coordinator communicating the play to the quarterback, who in turn tells the play to the other players in the huddle. Once the players hear the play, they revert back to their memory to determine exactly what they're supposed to do to execute the play. Then the six to eight seconds occurs during that actual play. Now, based on what I just said, how much of that play was mental and how much was physical? Are you starting to see where I'm headed with this? The same principle applies to a serious fitness routine. All the grunting, the groaning, the sweating, the iron dropping, the weights clanging may offer a different interpretation, but if you break it down, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. If you're on a serious fitness program with a defined goal, well, that's mental. As you begin to exercise, you consciously make sure your form is correct. More mental. After your set, you assess your performance and what it's going to take to improve on the next set. Well, again more mental. Your rest time is always longer than your exertion time and if you spend that rest time concentrating on your exertion time then the 80% mental concept becomes rather obvious. Well now that I've got you thinking in terms of simple and mental let's go ahead and apply them to the real life world of fitness training and that takes us to goal setting. Would you even think about getting in the car and starting to drive without a specific destination in mind? I guess there are some instances where that might occur, but realistically not very often. Given that, why would you even consider spending a lot of time on a fitness program without having a specific goal in mind? The answer is, you really wouldn't. So, if not a long-term goal, then at least a short-term goal is necessary for any real serious fitness regimen. Success in a goal should always be measured as a progress over time formula with time being the determinant of success. In other words, if you reach a goal in six months that you could have reached in three months, were you really successful? In the way that you reached the goal, yes. But in the fact that you could have reached it three months sooner, no, not so much. Just as when you're driving your car to a two-hour destination, after an hour, you want to be an hour closer to your destination, not 30 minutes closer. And when you spend an hour towards your fitness program, you want to be one hour closer to your goal, not 30 minutes. This is a very important concept to keep in mind as proper time management is going to help ensure that you will reach your short-term goals in the shortest time possible thus providing the impetus to reach your long-term goals. Well, that completes our Phase 1 Fitness inaugural broadcast, and I hope you'll join us for our next podcast, where we're going to get into the foundation and fundamentals of a serious fitness program. I think you'll enjoy the approach we take. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you as a guest again. And until then, you can go to our website at phase1fitness.com. That's P-H-A-Z-E-O-N-E. F-I-T-N-E-S-S dot com and register to get a copy of our 10 best tips to get you started on a successful fitness campaign. And until next time, above all, please stay safe and healthy.